Side Hustle Show 314, the simple way to set up and sell your online course and scale it to 40 grand a month and beyond. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because somewhere out there, someone wants to know what you already do. I'm excited to introduce Nate Dodson today, who began urban farming initially without any business in mind, initially to take greater control over the food he was eating and to combat Crohn's disease. But he soon found himself growing more than he could reasonably consume. So like any good entrepreneur, he started selling his produce and specifically microgreens. These are nutrient-dense superfoods that can grow really quickly. And with a little bit of effort, he was selling $400 a week worth of microgreens to farmers market vendors and local restaurants and home delivery in his town. But Nate's little side project has absolutely exploded in the last two years, and it hasn't come from selling more produce. Instead, it's come from teaching other people how to do what he did, because somewhere out there, someone wants to know what you already do. Today, Nate is selling 40 to 50 grand worth of his microgreens business course every month, and he's followed a very straightforward path to get there. Stick around in this episode to learn how he created his product how he drives consistent traffic, and the simple sales funnel he uses to convert browsers into buyers. Notes and links from this episode, plus the free downloadable PDF highlight reel with all of Nate's top tips from the call are at sidehustlenation.com slash Nate. That's N-A-T-E. And this continues our little series on online business examples. As you're seeing, there are tons of different ways to get it done, but the common denominator you'll hear is that everyone has a website to point people back to as their home base. When you're ready to get your home base online, check out the free video course I put together at sidehustlewebsite.com, and you'll be up and running in no time. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is also brought to you by FreshBooks. I rely on FreshBooks when I need to send an invoice to clients or advertisers. Why? Because it just makes life easier. But you don't have to take my word for it. I'm just one of 10 million customers who trust FreshBooks to keep their admin and paperwork in check. And 97% of small business owners, myself included, would recommend it to a friend. Visit freshbooks.com slash side hustle to start your 30-day completely free trial today with no credit card required. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this call with Nate after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. So when I started the urban farm, I was looking online everywhere I could for information to help me with the urban farming. And one person that I was following in particular was a guy named Curtis Stone. He wrote a book called The Urban Farmer. He was putting out a lot of YouTube videos. I was following him and he put on a webinar and he was launching his course on the webinar called Profitable Urban Farming. And I attended that webinar and his course looked great. I just didn't quite have the money. I didn't want to spend the $1,000 that he was asking to get in at that point because I was already going through his book. I was already getting some good results with the farming. But I did notice there was a live chat on the right-hand side of the screen and there was tons of people at the end of his presentation saying, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in for a $1,000 course. And the numbers just started churning in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh. That guy just made like $40,000 or $30,000 or something like that in this one hour presentation. It's probably a third or, or a half of what he's making in a year doing the farming. So I, I had a pretty elaborate business plan for my farm. I immediately went over to it and I put in there, 
teach something online that you're doing with your farm. And at that point, we were we, we grew, grew a number of crops. We had field crops. We had a couple different plots in town. And then we had microgreens, which we were doing in a converted room of our house. Microgreens were the one thing that was like doing the best for us. They're a fast turnaround. You can do them indoors. They're ready to sell in seven to 10 days. The cycles, the timing is real easy. They're always ready on time when you need them, when the customers need them. I just loved microgreens. People were so excited about them because they're extremely healthy. They're 40 times more nutrient dense per ounce than mature vegetables. So they're a superfood. And they're extremely flavorable, extremely easy to cook with. You just throw them on all your dishes. I just loved microgreens already. I loved what we were doing with them with our farm. And I said, I'm just, I'm gonna, if I'm going to teach, I'm going to focus on microgreens. You're going to become the microgreens guy. Yeah, I, I want to be the microgreens guy. Just thought about what you'd call that. And, you know, microgreens farmer is what I thought of. So I bought the domain name, wrote out a, everything we were doing and, and kind of how people could get started with their microgreens business and get to their first sale quickly. I really focused on that first, first grow and first sale. Taught them how to grow it went through all the steps and then went through all the steps to reach out to the restaurant and get their first sale. It was a quick start guide. I wrote it in like a day and a half and put it up on that landing page, a simple one page landing page, and then recorded some videos. In one week, I recorded like five or six videos and then started posting them on YouTube. And at the end of the videos, I just say, you know, if you guys are interested in starting your own microgreens business or microgreens farm or growing and selling microgreens, head over to my website and download the quick start guide. Okay, so created the Quick Start Guide as a lead magnet just on a one-page website at microgreensfarmer.com. And then YouTube was going to be the way to drive traffic back to that website. Like, hey, here's a video of my setup. This is kind of late 2015 when this video was published. It has 130,000 views. Microgreens business, small seed microgreens start to finish. And it's you in, like you said, this converted room in your house or it looks like a garage showing how you set up the little tray and how you seed this up. And then, hey, fast forward seven days, you're like, whoa, it actually grew. And now you're boxing it up and stuff. Was that the first video that you published? I'm not sure if that was the first one, but that was in that first batch of videos that I, that I published. Yep. And it's, my setup was really pretty ghetto. We were still like building the nicer setup in one room in our house. It, I just, you just went with it, you know, just showed them what I was doing, even though it wasn't perfect. Did you do anything to market that video? Nothing. Nope. I forgot about it. I forgot that I even put the videos up there for like three months. And I was just so busy with planning the farm for the next season. And, and I had Etsy business at the time that I was running two of them, actually. I was focusing a lot of attention on those. Yeah, holiday time. Okay. Holiday time. Yep. So I kind of just let it go. So what happened? Fast forward three months and you find that people have not only watched the video, but they've come back to your website and they've signed up for this quick start guide. Yeah. And people were emailing me starting to ask questions. People were commenting on the YouTube videos starting to ask questions. And I was just replying back to them all, answering their questions as much as I could. So the reason I did this and put the quick start guide up on there is ultimately, so maybe I could sell digital products one day. So I started to look, when I was looking at all the questions they were asking, a lot of people were asking, saying I had really nice labels on my clamshells. Clamshells are little plastic things that you, you package your microgreens in. And a lot of people were asking me, you know, how did I make those, blah, blah, blah. So I just decided, like, I'll just sell, I'll just give them the templates to my labels. They can switch it out for their logo and switch it out for their farm information and they can use them. It'll save them a bunch of time. It just came to me somehow and it was a, seemed like a good first product to sell. So I just threw them into a PDF and 
sold them for $49. I had about three to 400 people, I think, that had signed up for my email list by then. This was, this was probably like March or April or something. It was four or five months after I started. And I sent three, three or four emails over a couple of days and sold $3,500 worth of the branding package, I called it. Wow, that's, that's awesome. So that was the first thing that you sold, not the course, but this branding package. Hey, that's it, something that I noticed like in the video. It's not even something that's necessarily mentioned. It's just like, here's the label that I'm putting on these kind of clamshell packages that I'm going to go out and, and sell or that I'm going to go out and deliver. But let's back it up a minute because this is kind of crazy that all of a sudden people are discovering this on their own. Obviously, you did some keyword optimization. I don't know if there was keyword research that went into it, but like people are searching microgreens business. And I imagine there obviously people were searching that, but they're going to find your video on YouTube and it's really well done. I think at least at least it's like it's down to earth and you can see how it works. Was that it? Was there any keyword research or just like, hey, I put it up there and people found it and that was it like there was no initial push yeah there really wasn't a whole lot of thought behind it there was no keyword research it was just what was working best on our farm and i've noticed some things looking back on it it was the best thing for me to pick to teach in urban farming if i would pick one thing because i i went back later to curtis's channel and i and i was just seeing what videos of his were popular and when i sort him by most popular i think his like two most popular were about microgreens so if I were going about it a smarter way, that's one way that I could have decided what I wanted to teach is seeing what other people are teaching and seeing what's working best for them in their teaching, what's getting them the most attention. Was there anybody else doing it at that, at that time or, or aside from Curtis, or was it just you, you're kind of carving out this niche or becoming an expert in this niche that wasn't very crowded? Yes, there was. It was another guy named Chris Thoreau up in Canada. He was featured on one of Curtis's videos. He was doing over $100,000 a year selling microgreens out of a shipping container. He was in Vancouver, and he had a course for sale at the time. I bought his course. I went through his course. I interacted with him through email. Before I was going to create a course, I was willing to just sell his. Like I talked to him on the phone about working out a deal where you know I get a commission, like affiliate commission sort of thing. I just told him, like, I thought your course was great. You know, I, I have a whole list of people that want to learn more about microgreens. I can do something with selling your course. It just never worked out. He never followed through with, like, creating the affiliate program. It got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do this myself. That was a half a year later. We'll, we'll probably get into that here in a minute. And then on the tech side, what did you use to build this, this one-page landing page and do the email opt-in? Right at first, I used WordPress. I just used a freewordpress.org. My domain was bought through GoDaddy and they have a way to link it in with WordPress. So that's what I did. But if I was doing it all over again, I would have used the landing page builder on MailChimp. I don't even know if they had it at the time, but that's what I would do for the, it's just so easy. I would just do that. You don't even have to mess with having a domain. Okay. But MailChimp was managing the quick start guide delivery. Yep. Cool. I didn't know that MailChimp had a landing page builder. That's that's a cool feature now. Yeah, they do now. Yep. And was there anything that you sent out to that list prior to asking people to buy this branding package? Yeah, prior to asking them to buy the branding package, I think I sent them an email asking them if they would want to buy the branding package. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess what I'm getting at is like there was not like a weekly newsletter where you're sending out microgreens tips or anything like that. No, there wasn't. I wasn't even creating new videos, so I didn't have any new content to send them. I might have 
wrote them once or twice with like to answer some really frequent questions I was getting. Can't remember for sure if I did that or not. Okay, so let's fast forward a few months. So you sold the thirty five hundred bucks worth of the branding package again, based on what people were asking for help with, based on what people were asking questions about. What happens after that? After that, I had heard about email automations. I had seen, I had been through them before through my email. So what this is is where you set it up so people automatically get certain emails after they join your list. Mailchimp at the time had one where you could. Just create a very basic automation. And I, that's what I did. I created a five-day automation, I believe. So now people who are opting in for my quick start guide, they would get that freebie. And then I think the next day they would get a value email, just sharing some cool tips with them and maybe one or two of those. And then the last couple would be telling them about my branding package and where they could buy it. And I started to get about to $250 a week in sales from the branding package. So I was selling four to five a week on automation. And then we just got busy as heck with farming that summer. And I just didn't do anything. I was just making 200 to 250 bucks a week until fall when I launched my course. Okay, that's a smart way to do it. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. A-N-D-S.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk about the course launch then or the course creation perhaps. Did you do anything to pre-validate it? Or you said, hey, look, I've got an audience. They're already buying my stuff. Like, I'm just going to build this thing. Yeah, they had they were, they were had so many different varying questions that I just knew a, a comprehensive course would do well. 
I didn't feel like I needed to survey them at that time to figure that out. It was, there was only, one, there was only one other one in the market at that, that time, Chris Thoreau's and his was just, his is like PowerPoints the whole way through. And he was like yawning in all the videos. He's a great guy, but it was, it was hard to watch. And I was like, I can think I can make this more exciting, more of like a vlog style course where I just show them what I'm doing every day of the week. I take them through my chores and just show them exactly what I'm doing. So that's what I did. And and the process was really about me just like, keep telling myself, keep it simple, keep it simple. I had so many ideas and that's what I did. I ended up just keeping it simple, shooting a video every day, vlog style of what I was doing for two weeks straight. And I did this right after a vacation so that people who end up buying my course that first week, it's just like they're starting up from scratch. So we went on a one week vacation. I planned it all out, wrote it all out and then started right when we got back. So it's two full weeks of vlogs. It's like four hours of content. And then I gave them all the documents we used for our farm. We had cheat sheets for our main crops. And then we have a lot of extra documents like selling to chef's checklist, the farmer's market record, farmer's market checklist, lots of different things like that. And I created more extras as well. Stuff that I'd been wanting to create for my own farm, but hadn't spent the time. I shot all the footage and and did it all, I think, in early, early August. And it took me until... October, mid-October, I think, to launch the course, do all the editing and package it all up. What did you use for the video editing? I used Premiere Pro for the video editing. Very basic, not very great editing. The camera I was using to film it was a camera I'd had for like six years. Not a great camera. Kept it very basic. I built the course on ClickFunnels. They have a membership course building software. I built it on there and then ended up switching my landing page over to ClickFunnels as well all my order pages, everything. Okay. And still on ClickFunnels today? Still on ClickFunnels today. Yep. Awesome. And so they'll handle the video hosting and the payment processing and all that jazz? They do, they do the payment processing or they, they have the order forms. You, you link it in with Stripe. So they are actually the payment processor that I started with and I'm still using now. And the video hosting is all was all hosted on YouTube. I upload them as unlisted videos and it's really easy to embed them in a ClickFunnels membership site. Oh, okay. Okay. During this time, are you like teasing out this upcoming launch to the existing list? Yeah, I started to in September, I believe just saying like, I filmed a course this summer, I'm starting to edit it. I'm really excited about it. I think I put out probably an email a week just updating them on my progress, just telling them what I'm doing, basically, and how excited I am for the course to launch. Tell me about the launch. So you have a little bit of an audience. How many on the email list at that time? Uh let me see. I bet it was 1500 by then. And, and still all coming from YouTube organic. Yeah, I think they started to come a little bit from a Facebook group. So I think midway through that summer, I started a Facebook group called Growing and Selling Microgreens. And I sent out an email to my list and told them to join. And then I put a, a pinned post inside the Facebook group saying to download my quick start guide. So I was starting to get or- people organically finding that Facebook group or getting getting referred to that Facebook group coming through that way as well. Okay, again, another search engine. So if people are searching for microgreens, microgreens business, how to sell microgreens, right? They're going to find that group on Facebook and say, hey, these are my people, okay? I'm in. Yeah, and Facebook just recommends it in the sidebar based on other groups you're in that are similar. Okay, true, yeah. If you're in other urban farming related groups, hey, you might like this one. That makes sense. Okay, so what was the price point for this initial launch? Launched the course for $99. And how many takers did you get? I can't remember the number of takers. I think my sales were about, were over, 
think between $7,500 and $8,500 in sales. So 75 to 85 people, I guess it would be. Okay. On a 1500 person email list, that's a pretty strong conversion rate, I would say. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And I told those people, the original people, like, I think the launch was a few days. And the first day, I don't know if I got any sales, maybe just like one or two in the evening. It's so like the next day I sent out the email and I said, you know, if you sign up for this course, you get everything I create for life for free. Everything else I end up creating for free. <laughs> okay. That's, all, that's the worst, man. When you send an email and you get like no response and you're like, did this thing get delivered? Did anybody, it's like crickets. You're like, um, yeah, you do a resend the next day. They all come in on those last, the last day, usually most of them. So you, you had it structured as an open and shut kind of launch. Hey, I'm going to release this for a few days and then it's going to shut down for a minute. Yep. Okay. And you, it was like a three day launch. Yeah, I think it was a three or four day launch. What were those emails like? Was it just, hey, this is available now? Or did you have to do separate Jeff Walker video for each one to do that? Or I'm just curious how you had it set up at a, at a $99 price point. Yeah, I just, you know, I didn't follow any format for that first launch. I just kind of winged it. I talked a lot about the features, which I know now is not the best way to position something. It's more talking about the benefits, what it'll do for the person. It wasn't great copywriting, wasn't highly thought out. I think I did share a little bit of my story, which is always a good thing to do. But nothing too elaborate, just writing email, just opening up my email thing, writing them an email with some details and sending it out each day. Okay, so this is this is like fall of 2016 timeframe? Yes. So what happens after that? I imagine, okay, now I've sold this thing once, I've made my 7,500 to 8,500 bucks. That sounds great, but I also put two months worth of work into it. Now what? Now I switched my automation on MailChimp, my very basic automation on MailChimp to also include a course launch or, or to offer them the course. I think I just switched it out to just offer them the course instead of the branding package. So now when they join my list, they get the, the freebie, they get a value email or two, and then they get told about my course and how to buy that. And I started to make then probably five to $500 to $800 a week, every week on automatically. And I continued pushing on spending my time on the farm. The real moment when I started to get ahead was I was listening to your podcast and you had a guy on there named Jacques Hopkins who was selling his online piano course. And at the end of the interview, he mentioned that he wants to teach other, he's starting to want to teach other people how to market their online courses. And I reached out to him via email and he emailed me back like right away within an hour, I think. I told him, I shared my story and that I was looking for a coach. And we were on Skype like an hour and a half after that, talking to each other face to face. I told him, like, I don't know what I'm doing with this tech stuff. This is where I'm at. I want to get to where you are. I think he was making like $10,000 a month or something at the time. And he said he would do coaching. So I, hi he, I hired him to be my coach. I started paying him to be my coach. That's when he got me switched over to a better email automation program. He talked me into doing the Jeff Walker product launch style videos, created all those. He talked me into raising my price. I'd raised it to two ninety seven, which was really hard for me to do. Why was it hard to raise the price? It just seemed expensive for some reason, like three hundred dollars for this thing that I created once and can sell over and over and over again a million times. Why not give people an amazing deal? You know, books are only like twelve bucks. Two ninety seven seemed like a lot. 
Yeah, so it's still at the $99 price point at that point with the five to $800 a week on autopilot, which I think we should just pause and say that's awesome in a niche that I never heard of before we connected. That's crazy. Like, I, and then, and then to, to see the volume that you're doing today is even more impressive. So started working with Jacques, switched the email sequence a little bit, switched the email software a little bit. What did he have you switch to? He had me switch to active campaign. Was there something particularly he wanted to be able to do functionality wise that active campaign did, but MailChimp didn't? Yeah. MailChimp, when you brought them through an automation, you can't do anything with them at the end of the automation. This may have changed now. This was two years ago. But at the end of the automation, they would just be done. They would just be stuck there. And you couldn't you couldn't create actions based on certain actions they took. So we wanted to be able to everyone that bought the course to move them over to a separate email list so they would get delivered the course automatically and get, follow up with them after a month to, to see how they're doing and be able to segment the audiences basically based on their actions and and move them through different cycles of relaunches and stuff like that. Okay. So a steady stream of new subscribers keep coming in from YouTube and now they're introduced after they get the quick start guide, they're introduced to, Oh, by the way, Hey, I sell this course. It's soup to nuts, everything you need to know on starting a microgreens business. Here's how you can buy it. What kind of impact does that have in on your business in the, in the near term? Yeah, it was amazing. Just getting that extra income every month was was unbelievable. I realized I needed to start focusing more energy on this online business, selling information products. A farm takes a lot of energy. And my Etsy businesses took a lot of energy. What were you selling on Etsy, just out of curiosity? I was selling art prints and luxury wedding guest books. Okay. Okay. So completely unrelated to the farming stuff. Yep. Completely unrelated. Yep. And... I started to seek help from a local business group we have through our community college, Ivy Tech. They help consult with new business owners who don't know what they're doing, basically. They asked me if I wanted to join a roundtable with some other local entrepreneurs that were starting up. And through that roundtable, people said, like, this is a way bigger opportunity. You need to focus more on this. So we, we scaled down our farm, took their advice. We scaled down our farm to just the one plot again at our house in the microgreens. And then I shut, I put both. Etsy shops on vacation, turned them off. And that was hard for me to do. It was an extra, I was making like a thousand dollars a month on those, with those things, but it was something else on my mind that I had to deal with. And I, and it was some work involved as well. So once I did that, I focused on microgreens farmer and that's where my main focus has been now the last year and a half. And obviously the income has exploded. So in hindsight, losing that thousand bucks from, from the Etsy shop is not, was, was not a huge deal or that was a good trade-off. Yeah. When you're in business, you have to pay attention to what the market's telling you. If you pay attention, it'll tell you where your value is and you need to just keep focusing on that, where your value is. What's driving traffic today? Is it still all YouTube? It was all mainly YouTube and the Facebook group up until August. And August is where I started to launch some ads really slowly on Facebook. And now I've launched them on Google AdWords. It's just been, it's been a little less than a month and they're starting to convert. I'm probably mostly breaking even on both those platforms right now. Okay. I understand with most advertising platforms, there's a little bit of testing involves involved at the beginning to get it to the point where it's profitable. So it's your, your donation to Mr. Zuckerberg at the beginning, and then hopefully you can tweak and the algorithm, give the algorithm time to figure it out and hopefully be profitable. Is the pitch of the ad to 
get the quick start guide, like just get in the top of the funnel? No, I actually created, ended up creating a webinar this summer and launched a webinar. So now people go to the website, they sign up for the webinar, they pick their time and they get the free quick start guide. And sometimes I do the webinar live. Sometimes I have a replay going through every webinar. And so the, the ads are sending people to register for the webinar. And they're all video ads. I, I hired a consultant. I paid him like 250 bucks an hour to help me set up the Facebook campaigns. Okay, interesting. So now the landing page, the main call to action is to sign up for the webinar. And the webinar is usually pre-recorded, usually evergreen, but sometimes live. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah, if I want to test something new, then I'll do it live. Okay. But if one's working well, I just keep it. I keep the the one that's working best, I keep on automation. But if I'm in bed and I get a really good idea and I want to redo my webinar, then I can put it on live. And I've only done this a couple times, really. Yeah, I think Jacques said he was like on version six or seven of his, his evergreen webinar or something where it's like, oh, I thought of this other way to phrase this or this other way to script it. I'm going to test putting this in and, and he's like, you know, always tweaking and getting and getting better. Yeah. Or if you update your course, you have some major update. So at some point I got all of my students who join microgreens business, they get 10% off ongoing discount to the best seed supplier in the U.S. And you can buy other supplies there, grow pads and stuff. So as soon as I got that discount, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is a way for them to like pay for the course. That's another reason why you'd want to put back on the webinar, big upgrades. Okay. That's a cool bonus to add into, in addition to the course content saying, okay, because we've built this growing community, pun intended, (laughs) maybe not, you know, we can negotiate special deals with some vendors that might be useful to you. Yep. Have you updated the course content since the initial recording? I have not updated the video since initial recording. I've added some more, but the the original Grove logs, I have not updated. And it's, it's still an eerie orange hue when people watch them, but the content is good. I mean, it, it teaches them what they need to know. The camera's a little shaky. It's not the highest quality in the world, but it teaches them everything they need to know. Is there any content on microgreensfarmer.com or is it like all you can do is sign up for the webinar? I have another website that I started to to build. It's on a subdomain, go.microgreensfarmer.com forward slash home. That's like the main website. There's some content on there. Not a whole lot, but I'm in the process right now of designing a new website and eventually it's going to be a robust website. I'm going to start writing more articles and trying to get some search engine traffic and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious because, you know, if you have all your eggs in the YouTube basket, then, you know, what happens if that goes away? If you have all your eggs in the Facebook basket, what happens if that goes away? But it sounds like, okay, you know, focus on one traffic source and one product at a time and worry about diversifying later. And obviously that's, that's worked well for you. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. 
So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Curious, what else is on the horizon? Where do you, where do you want to take this thing? What's coming up next? Well, it's a matter of just keep chugging away. Like you said, diversifying my traffic sources. SEO is a big thing. Push I'm going to do this year. I want to keep focusing on the advertising and getting ads that are converting better because that's really a magical formula. If you can spend a dollar on advertising and make $5 and scale that, that's just an amazing money tree, basically. So I've just got this these AdWords started. I hired someone on Upwork from Ukraine. She's doing pretty good already, pretty cheap. To try and optimize the ads? Yeah, optimize the ads and, and retarget. And then I'm going to start some YouTube ads, test other ads like Reddit, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Basically, at this point, I've proven the market. I've, my product is working for people. They're getting amazing results. I've got students have, that are selling over $10,000 a month worth of microgreens. It's, it's incredible. The model's proven. So at this point, it's like finding more, getting more people into the funnel. Yeah, that's awesome to have that kind of impact on people's lives. Yeah, and I, I sent you a screenshot from October 14th to November 14th. I've done $54,000 in sales. This will be my biggest month ever. I was relaunching my course every month to a certain segment of my list, but I haven't for the last four months. I've just been lazy. So the month of July was the first month, last month that I didn't do any advertising. And I did like $47,000 worth of sales that month with no advertising. That was just through YouTube and Facebook. So this month should be even higher. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, those are incredible numbers. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. And I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask what what happens to somebody on that email list who doesn't buy after their first exposure, but sounds like, okay, every, every so often I'm going to re relaunch or reintroduce the course for them. Yeah. I was putting them into buckets called like the May, June, July launch group and a three month bucket. So every month I would relaunch to an old three month bucket, if that makes sense. So they would get launched three times a year, essentially, or four times a year, but I've just been lazy with that. I haven't done it now for the last few months. Was it the same email content or did you have to rewrite, (laughs) reword things differently so it looks like a fresh email in their inbox? Yeah, I put some new content in there. Sometimes it's fairly similar. Jacques just sends into the same one almost every time and it still works for him. But I try and add a little extra in there. I think he he does rewrite some of his emails as well. Just try and freshen it up a little bit. But you certainly don't have to. Yeah. Are you still at the 297 price point? No, it's, it's when I launched the webinar, I bumped up the price to 497. Okay. And no discernible impact on the, I imagine conversion rate went down, but not enough to matter in comparison to the extra income. Yeah. It's hard to know how that affected me because I raised the price the same time I launched the webinar, but my sales tripled at that time. They went from 10,000 a month to 30,000 a month. Whoa. Yeah. So we got ads coming up, trying to diversify the traffic sources a little bit. Anything, anything else you're excited about business-wise, life-wise? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. This online business stuff has been really amazing for me. And I'm incredibly excited about this as well. And a lot of people that enter my funnel, they want to start a microgreens business and it doesn't always work in every situation. If you're in a city or something like that, you have a good population. It's awesome business to start really fast to ramp up. But if you're like really rural, there's no good farmer's markets around. There's not a lot of restaurants. The home delivery is is challenging in rural areas. So a lot of people join my list in that circumstance wanting to do this and it's just not going to work out. But really what people are coming to me for is to find a livelihood that they enjoy, find meaningful work, 
find something that they can do from home. So I want to teach people now how to start an online business like I have, how to create these sales funnels and how to automate the whole thing. So I'm launching a new course this winter called Automatic Wage. It's going to be basically 100% focused on helping people create an automated income in their life in the simplest, most straightforward way I possibly can. I'm really excited about that. It's going to be six-month program from mid-January to June. I'm going to be doing live video calls every week. I'm going to be sharing a new idea or opportunity every week and explaining how I would implement it, like running through the steps. Because I get ideas all the time. I see so many opportunities to do this. Like a friend in town that runs a aerial gym. She does like, it's like silks and lira and pole dancing. She's doing an amazing business. She could start a launch a product teaching people how to start their own aerial business. I've got a, another friend that my daughter goes to his forest school one day a week and he's making a great living having this forest school at his house. And I'm like, man, you should teach other people how to start a forest school. So I see these things all the time. I'm going to be sharing that. Yeah, that sounds pretty slick. And, and obviously from somebody who has seen how it all works firsthand. So that's automaticwage.com, which is an awesome domain, automaticwage.com slash Nick for that special offer. Check it out. See if it is right for you. Nate, thank you for joining me. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Oh, I've got two number one tips. Number one tip, if you want to get into this business, if you're thinking about doing this, is to think of how you can create a new opportunity or even better, a new category. When you present a new opportunity for people, it's communicating to their subconscious that it's not their fault that they failed in their past at another opportunity, that it was actually the opportunity itself that caused them to fail. So if you can present a new opportunity, they see this as like a new potential to get what they want. And the ultimate new opportunity is a whole new category. And that's basically the reason why I think I've been so successful is because I defined a new category, become a microgreens farmer, start a microgreens business. This is also called like a blue ocean strategy in business. There are books on that. If you search on Amazon, that's my number one tip for starting this business. And my number one tip, like just overall is just to, to try it. I'd read about these things in the four hour work week and heard about it for years just got to try it. Just throw some content online, create a quick freebie and just give it a try and see where it goes. Cause it's, it's unbelievable. The reason you're able to do this is because this thing called the internet allows you to reach millions of people around the world. And all you're selling them basically is ones and zeros. It's just code. It's just unbelievable. And the cost of college right now is just ridiculous. People are realizing that it's a ripoff and they're looking other places to learn. And the main place they're looking to learn is online. Yeah, that's right. And why not Why not you being the one to teach them? So try it out. Think of how you can create a new category, a new opportunity. I think that's a very interesting way to frame it. So Nate, I appreciate you joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. All right. My top three takeaways from this call with Nate. Actually, I should clarify, that's not an affiliate link for Nate's program. That's just a landing page he put together for Side Hustle Nation. But takeaway number one is to focus on one traffic source and one offer at a time. And I'm guilty as the next guy when it comes to trying to do all the things, but I was really inspired by the simplicity of Nate's system. Early on, it was YouTube views to a lead magnet to a simple email sequence that sold the branding package and, and later the course. Later, it was adding the Facebook group and the paid ads to the Evergreen webinar it doesn't have to be super complicated to be super effective. Kind of reminds me of what Greg Hickman said earlier this year. Start simple and get ninja later. And most of the time, you're not going to need to get ninja later. That's takeaway number one. One traffic source, one offer at a time.
Takeaway number two is to teach what you know. It's kind of like the ConvertKit t-shirts I see people wearing at conferences all the time. Teach everything you know. But I think there's a tendency to take for granted what you already know to the point it's hard to imagine not knowing that thing. But I guarantee there are people out there who want to learn it. And a portion of those would pay to learn it. I've always had a hard time with this because up until the last couple of years, I was never the person to buy courses. My inherent stubbornness and cheapness, call it frugality, combined to lead me to just want to figure out everything on my own. And of course, I've since learned the immense value and the return on investment from following somebody else's lead and learning from the best. So teach what you know, and who knows, maybe I'll finally take my own advice next year and come up with a new course. So that's takeaway number two, teach what you know. Takeaway number three is to pay attention to the questions you get. Remember, that's how Nate first began to monetize Microgreens Farmer by realizing a lot of people were asking about his clamshell labels. Okay, there must be demand for that. So he created and he sold it. For a while, I was keeping a log of all the questions I got in a Google sheet, but it became really tedious. So what I try and do now is just tag email questions that I get in Gmail with a label called questions. Pretty straightforward, right? And occasionally those get turned into Q&A episodes here on the show, but it also gives me a centralized depository of what people are turning to me for help with. I encourage you to start doing the same because whatever future content or future products you create to best serve your audience, I think they're going to come from that list of questions. So speaking of questions, what do you think of this episode? It definitely inspired me and hopefully you got a lot out of it as well. Once again, for all the links and resources mentioned and to download the free PDF highlight reel with all of Nate's top tips from the call, be sure to visit sidehustlenation.com slash Nate. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet the woman who's turned her war games hobby into a full-time business. I'll see you then. Hustle on.